Welcome to the Field Advice Podcast from Valent USA, where we share technical know-how and updates directly from the field, fueled by technology and hands-on experience. Today, we're excited to welcome Will Griffin and Kenny Siebold to the podcast. Join us as Will and Kenny discuss seed treatment's proven return on investment in starting the crop season off strong. Hello, this is Will Griffin. I'm the Seed Protection Brand Manager and Asset Manager for Valent USA. I live in Aberdeen, South Dakota. Been with Valent about three and a half years. And today I have one of my counterparts, our technical lead from our seed protection group, Kenny Seabold. Hey, thanks, Will. This is Kenny Seabold. I'm the product development manager with the Seed Protection Group at Valent. I've been with the company for about 10 years, and I'm based in Lexington, Kentucky. I'd like to thank everybody for joining today. Kenny and I just kind of like to have a little conversation about seed protection, where we are today, and uh, how we feel like it's beneficial to retailers and producers across the country, given the wide variety of issues that producers are seeing in the field. I think that our Intego Sweet brand of products, whether it's in cereals or soybeans, fits a lot of the disease spectrums that we're seeing out there in the field. And I just think, you know, ease of use, all of those things that producers and retailers are looking for from a seed protection, we fit. We have a little differentiation in the market for our retailers that are looking to have a a comparable or or better product in the competition, but also provide some differentiation as they're going in and selling into a crowded market space. So today, Kenny and I just kind of want to talk about some of the highlights of our products. I'm more of the marketing kind of person and Kenny's our technically driven support. Kenny, you just want to kind of give a brief overview of some of the key technical points that that we see from, from Intego? Sure. And maybe we could even step further back and just talk about, you know, what, you know, what is the deal with seed treatments, right? You know, what, you know, why are they important? When you think about it, there are, there are a lot of things in the soil, you know, ranging from pathogens, insects, nematodes that can really have an impact on stand establishment, can have an impact on plant growth, you know, right after that point in time up through emergence and can even plague, when we're talking about something like nematodes, can even affect the plants out into the season. And as we know, when we're talking about these kinds of problems, there's really only one time to act, and that's at planting. You know, you know, it's difficult to do very much with some of these soil-borne pathogens and pests once the crop is growing. So seed treatments offer a nice way to kind of get control of a problem or get a handle on a problem early to help, you know, mitigate the issues that you would have later. So that's pretty important. And you know, to that end, you know, there there are a number of different options out there and Valen has a pretty good, I would say, offering when it comes to fighting these problems when we talk about Intego fungicide soybeans and Intego sweet soybeans. So with Intego fungicide soybeans, you've got three active ingredients. There's a proprietary active ingredient that's called ethoboxum. It's a unique mode of action and it's very, very effective for Pythium and Phytophthora. We've also got metalaxalin and we've got Ipcomazole in that mix too to handle things that are that fall outside the pythium and the phytophthora arena in terms of soil pathogens, things like fusarium, for example, and it offers a little bit of impact on, on rhizoctonia. So it's a good, you know, full spectrum type package that can really help with soybean stand establishment. Yeah, and I think, you know, you brought up a good point about kind of backing up and looking at it as well and giving a an overview. Uh, you know, as we were introducing ourselves, I, I failed to mention that I spent a lot of time in the retail business and being able to to sell soybean seed treatment um, is key 
the largest investment that a producer makes is in seed. It doesn't matter what crop, but that is the foundation of what they're doing from their crop production standpoint. And so spending the money for a seed protectant is vitally important. It's it's starting off very strong, starting off clean from a disease pathogen standpoint, from an insect perspective, giving that crop the chance to get up and get growing so that the other things that we do from fertility to weed control to pest control to fungicides, all of those things work better if the plant is healthy. And that's the one thing that seed protectants do is it it helps those early plants come out of the ground strong, begin strong, kind of like a toddler, right? I mean, you know, you want to give them all the things that they need early so that as they grow, they continue to be able to take advantage of all the other things that the world has to offer. So, uh, yes, seed protectants on the front end are extremely important. Like I said, it's a great way to protect the investment that the producers made in their seed. And a lot of the seeds now today are extremely expensive. So a seed protectant helps protect that initial investment for sure. Just to kind of put some things in context, you know, how important are these problems? For some things, like some of the seedling diseases, things that are caused by like Rhizoctonia, for example, or say like Pythium or Phytophthora, the impact can be seen like straight away, you know, right? You know, just the failure of plants to emerge or plants that would emerge and then kind of rot away or damp off straight away. But then there are other more, you know, you might look at it as an insidious type problem. And that's what's posed by nematodes. Nematodes are, are not going to kill stands, generally speaking, but they are going to have an impact on root systems. The main nematode problem that we see with, with soybeans across the U.S., hands down, is, is soybean cyst nematode. And, you know, badly affected root systems, the plants are going to grow, but they may stunt later in the season and they definitely will not reach their their maximum yield potential. And when we talk about these problems, it's not like every plant on every acre is going to be affected. You know, these things are very, very much driven by past crop history, by environments in the field. And so you tend to see things in hot spots, if you will, right, in fields, or you could have some bad fields, but generally speaking, it's going to be areas in a field. And if we go back to what we were talking about earlier, where your chance to act is not after you've seen the problem, because we have, we have zero solutions for growers once the problems start. It's, it's acting on the front end, recognizing what the problems you are that you're facing and, and then having the appropriate seed treatment in place. Let's put this in perspective on the importance of these diseases and nematodes. There's a really cool paper that, that came out recently where researchers represent about 29 states in the U.S. plus Canada from 2015 to 2019 found that seedling diseases caused about a 236 million bushel reduction in yield across that five-year span. And then soybean cyst nematode, 566 million. So again, you know, some of these things may not seem like they're a big deal, but you know, left untreated or, or, or managed improperly can really, really be hurting growers on the back end when it comes time to harvest. And I think the one thing we've seen in our market space is there's, there's been a huge uptick in presence or ad or awareness around SDS and how that affects those crops. And I think, Kenny, in that study, if you rank the top uh, 10 issues from a soybean disease perspective, soybean cyst nematode, as you said, was ranked one and SDS was ranked fourth. And there was about a, a three or four X difference in the the amount of damage uh, or amount of lo- yield loss that 
that was there. And the one thing to your point also is the soybean cyst nematode uh, coalition is made up of a bunch of land grant institutions, nonprofits, a lot of soybean checkoff dollars go to help support this group. And they have a map basically that shows every county in the U.S. that has tested positive for cyst nematodes. And if you look at that map, um, if you were to Google it, it is basically every county in the United States that's growing soybeans. And so, you know, to your point, it's kind of the unseen issue out there. A lot of producers, a lot of consultants look at it and and see a weak spot in the field, whether it's wet or dry spot, a little growth, versus when you look at a pathogen like SDS, where the plant actually physically dies right in front of you. So I think to your point that the largest unseen drain from a soybean yield perspective in the U.S. is cyst nematodes. And the product that we have out on the market space is Aveo. Um, It's a biological nematicide. It's a really low use rate. It's one-tenth of an ounce per unit of soybeans, which basically equates to about a tenth of an ounce per acre. And it it fits into all uh, seed protection formulations. It's extremely compatible. Uh, one of the key attributes of this product is it doesn't mess up the slurry that producers and retailers are using when they have a high rate of an insecticide, fungicide, when they have other products in there like inoculants and micronutrients or gibberellic acids, those type things. So it, it allows... Uh, flexibility from a treating perspective and it's a really good good product we've seen really good results and you know I know Kenny uh, has looked at a lot of our trial data around it and probably has a little better insight as to how the product works and some of the attributes of it so I'm going to let him kind of explain some of that and how slash why we see Aveo as such an effective product for nematode control in soybeans. Like you were saying, you know, it's, it's an effective product. It goes out at a low use rate. We are a very, very effective uh, biological type product. So the product is, is essentially spores that are formulated, you know, as a seed treatment that you deliver. And then once those seed are planted, spores germinate. And the organism, the microorganism, it's called bacillus, right? It, it colonizes the root system and offers protection, you know, particularly in the early to mid season, it offers protection against nematodes. And so by doing, you know, it's doing that by essentially excluding nematodes from attacking the root system because the organism is growing, plus the organism produces compounds that inhibit and, and basically keep nematodes from, from multiplying and, and penetrating the root. So again, it's pretty effective material and kind of unique in the space, I think. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very unique product. As a whole, our industry has kind of backed away from really talking about nematodes uh, over the last few years. And I think that with the Cis Nematode Coalition, they've really put forth a lot of advertisements, a lot of campaigns. Uh, They started a campaign about Know Your Number this year was basically calling on producers to understand what's actually in their soil. One of the things that we're seeing, you know, and Kenny talked a little bit about how nematodes work, how they're controlled. The The way that producers traditionally have addressed this issue is through varietal resistance. And what we're beginning to see through a lot of studies conducted by Iowa State and several other states uh, in the land grant group is that 
we're beginning to see some of those traits that have traditionally been embedded in the soybean varieties begin to break when it comes to resistance to nematodes. So adding a nematicide definitely helps uh, protect that investment, helps produce that that protective environment for those seeds to to be successful early uh, and and through the mid-season. Nematicides aren't the only answer. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of other things that we can do from crop rotation, cover crops, all those type things. But, you know, products like Aveo specifically are part of that integrated pest management platform that we're looking at from a uh, seed treatment perspective. And not only that, you know, this product is used on about 40 million acres of of corn in the U.S. So it definitely, from an agronomic fit, is definitely very agronomically sound to be using for producers. Yeah, well, I just want to echo, right? You know, that's with nematodes, again, when you're, you're talking about some of these seedling diseases and even something like SDS that you talked about, you're going to see that you have the problem, right? At some point in time, you're going to see that, you know, plants are going to die. But with nematodes, It's almost like a silent killer type scenario. You can have quite a bit of nematode infestation and not really see much in the above ground part of the plant. And really the only way you're going to know you had the problem is you're not going to yield like you thought you were supposed to yield. So it's really, really important on the front end, you know, because by the time you get to that point, there's nothing that can be done. It's really important to know your number, right? You know, soil testing is, is the trick there. And, you know, just to understand what's present, because again, we've talked about soybean cyst nematode. That's the most important problem. But depending on where you are in the U.S., there are other types of nematodes that can cause you a problem. Root knot nematode, for example, in the South is as important as soybean cyst nematode. And the only way you're going to really understand what you're fighting is to do those, those soil tests before you plant. I agree 100% with that, Kenny. And, you know, kind of to pivot back to to more of the conventional chemistry that we offer, uh, you know, you touched on uh, ethyl boxum and it's how it works in the market or how it works in the field, you know, around pythium and phytophthora. But, you know, there's a lot of products out there. There's a lot of confusion sometimes in the market space about uh, pythium resistance. Can you just talk a little bit about what our product provides, uh, especially in those environments where uh, you, you do see some metal axle or resistance from a pythium perspective and how, you know, attacking it with, with two different modes uh, fits from an integrated pest management perspective and a responsibility uh, and sustainable practice as well? Sure, Will. So just to kind of go back to what we talked about at the beginning, you know, we have in our in our package ethoboxum, and that's a unique mode of action. So, so why is that important? You know, prior to the introduction of ethoboxum, you know, by and large, most seed treatment uh, fungicides that had a product in the package to control pythium and phytophthora, which are two important soil-borne pathogens, relied on either metalaxyl or methanoxam, and they call those phenylamides. So over time, what we've seen is that in certain environments, after multiple years of use, just showing that pathogen population, say like Phytophthora, that same mode of action year after year has resulted in reduced sensitivity to those chemicals. So coming into the marketplace with a unique mode of action is helpful, right? Because, you know, where you might have a phenylamide resistance issue, our ethoboxin is not going to be affected by that. By having dual modes of action, that, you know, gives us two different ways to control a pathogen, helps manage resistance and helps broaden the you know the, the effect if you will yeah and I, I think those are those are great call outs especially uh from a differentiation perspective i think dual modes of action from a control perspective are definitely key uh as we look at 
at making sure that we're controlling and not building resistance. Uh, you, you know, the other component that sometimes gets overlooked in a lot of seed protection products is the insecticide component. You know, clothianidin is our product. It's a it's been around uh, in the market space for a while. It's probably the most widely used insecticide, especially uh, from a seed protection standpoint across cereals, soybeans, and corn when you kind of lump everything together. Kenny, can you talk, talk about maybe some of the benefits of clothianidin that we see in the market space compared to some of the other products that are out there? Yeah, well, let's let's talk a little bit about clothianidin. So that's, you know, it's a neonicotinoid insecticide, you know, proprietary to, to Sumitomo family, which, you know, Valent is owned by Sumitomo. And it's a very, very effective uh, insecticide material for, for those early season pests. It offers a lot of benefits, you know, low use rate, has some systemic activity and offers some protection to the plants after the plants have emerged. So there's a lot of, a lot of benefits to using clothianidin as, a, as an insecticide for that. I know that, uh, you know, especially depending on the market or the crop, you see a little bit longer control to your point. I think it's a really strong product uh, in our cereals business around wireworms and this ability to hang around for a little bit. Uh, but, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, our total portfolio uh, fits what producers are looking for. It, it provides premium control uh, because of the the proprietary products that we have in there that are proprietary to us. Um, And, you know, I am excited about some of the stuff we have coming in our pipeline. I think that where we are right now, our product is really strong as uh, compared to other products on the market space and continues to provide uh, a premium value to producers and to retailers. The last thing I kind of want to touch on when we start talking about sustainability, Valent is very focused on making sure that we bring products uh, to the marketplace that have a sustainable platform. Uh, We have a sustainable solutions business unit that targets a lot of our our chemistry, our softer chemistries uh, that are provided to the market space through a, a multitude of our valent group companies. Aveo fits into that biological profile. As a whole, as we look at seed protection, uh, I always say that seed protection is the most sustainable use of chemistry in agriculture. And it's because of the way it's applied, the manner it's applied, the targeted method in which producers use it uh, into uh, into their production practices. I think there's a lot of talk about sustainable products and sustainable the sustainability of agriculture, but I think sustainable uses of chemistry and responsible uses of chemistry like seed treatment are are just as important. Yep, I agree. I think you know one of the things to really, really emphasize here is that any of the ingredients that we have in our seed treatments, if they're used according to the label are safe. You know, they're, they're, they're registered with the EPA, they go through rigorous testing. But that being said, when we talk about like from a sustainability point of view, the seed treatments are, are, are so targeted. You know, when you, you think about like what happens when you're applying herbicide right across a broad acre, just the sheer amount of, of chemical that goes out, you know, applied to a broad acre for an insecticide or a fungicide or an herbicide versus seed treatment, it's very targeted. Um, very specific uh, prescriptive amount that will give you the control you need for the period that we that we guarantee right and um, limited worker exposure limited limited exposure to the environment so it's it's a very rational sustainable and safe way to use chemistry i think and very effective 
Absolutely. And I think that's, you know, one of the reasons that it fits into what we're doing is valent, uh, you know, not just within the seed protection business, but in the rest of our platform. And I think as we go forward, you know, a lot of the products in our pipeline will speak to the sustainability efforts that uh, Valen is making, not just in the seed protection market, but in others. Thank you for joining Valent USA for the Field Advice Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more field advice, find new episodes wherever you get your podcasts and anytime at valent.com.